0: So good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners. Welcome back to another episode where you get charged up for success. I'm Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC. There's been a lot of confusion over the years when it comes to digital marketing and the multitude of channels and platforms available to small micro business owners to brand themselves online. Today's guest is here to provide some insight into the Google Ads side of the equation. What has always been considered an expensive avenue for digital marketing may be a misconception when we consider the return on investment when done correctly. So let's learn more about how Google Ads can help in creating brand awareness and growing your bottom line with Mr. Joe Ballestrino with Four Point Digital Inc. Welcome, Joe.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me.
0: Well, you know, I'm really glad to have you here. You know, even I get kind of confused a little bit when it comes to, you know, um, digital marketing in general. Okay, let's put it that way. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the digital marketing side of business and more specifically, Google Ads?
1: Yeah, so in, in the industry, by, by industry standards, I'm a, a pretty much a dinosaur. I've been in digital marketing professionally in the early 2000s when I started. I launched my first agency in 2004. Um, and my career spanned from running an agency to working on the client side to freelancing uh, to working for agencies. So, I, pretty much when it comes to digital marketing, uh, as far as paid search, I've pretty much done it all. Um, My background is primarily SEO and paid search. I started out as an SEO person uh, because when I initially started my career, I started out as a web designer. And in the early 2000s, you know, I, I was bringing in clients and they were always asking me, you know, how did you, how are you ranking for affordable web design? And at the time, I really didn't understand what that was or what that meant. And as I started learning as a web developer, that you know a website's only uh, one small piece of the puzzle. Then I, I became really intrigued with SEO and paid search and how to leverage both of those platforms to generate business, uh, not only for myself, you know, but for my clients.
0: And SEO has changed quite a bit over the last few years.
1: Digital marketing as a whole, th- there's been a lot of big shifts, and you know a lot, especially in the paid search uh, area. Where um, there's Google's always constantly rolling out features, uh, which, you know, is part of this conversation of, you know, uh, there's so many features and so many facets of Google ads itself that for the normal person, it can be very overwhelming. And a lot of times when I work with small business owners, they're just so overwhelmed by the platform, but they don't want to ignore the platform because it knows it brings, they know it brings value, but they just don't know, you know, how to get the most out of it.
0: Right, right. And you're here to clear up a little bit as far as the Google ads side of things. So what yeah. are some of the common challenges running Google ads?
1: Oh, man, there's a list. Uh, usually the first the fir- I would say the first two major reasons that you know people run into issues is um, their their budget is too small. That everyone wants to test with ten dollars a day, five dollars a day, even twenty dollars a day, and it's it's just not practical. Uh, you know, depending on what industry you're in, I work in industries where a cost per click could be six bucks, it could be a hundred and six bucks. Uh, and so, when you start out with a small budget, um, you 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 most of the time Google won't even serve your ads because they know that the cost per click is too close. To your daily budget and therefore the performance will be really low uh, or none at all and Google will just say well you know it's your budget's too small we're not even going to run your ads. And then the, the other major issue is just putting in broad terms so if you're a, like a plumber you have an ad group that says plumbing uh, plumber. And then what happens is when you put keywords like that into your campaign, you're generating all of these irrelevant searches, such as how do I become a plumber? How much does the plumber get, you know, make, um, should I hire a plumber? And so the whole purpose of Google ads for the most part, for most people, most small businesses is to go after people who are actively looking for somebody who provides a service to fix their needs. And we want to make sure we're not going after, you know, terms that lead people to either researching or trying to do it themselves, because uh, for us spending money, we want to make sure that we focus in on those keywords that we know relate to someone needing, you know, a professional or an expert.
0: And that's, that's a point that's important to repeat here. Okay. When we're talking about, you know, we're going after with Google ads, we're trying to focus on those that are ready to buy right now, your product or service. And when you were talking about the way that you structure the questions or the search criteria or anything like that, you want to avoid those that are just shopping, per se, and, and not shopping and spending money, but shopping in research,
1: right? Right. So so with the plumber examples, someone may, might Google, how do I do this? Uh, and you don't want that kind of search or uh, you know, something that's leading them to figure out, um, you know, how to do it themselves, or maybe they're looking for a, a plumber piece or a plumber's tape. And so plumber's tape is just a, a material thing, uh, but it's not what you do. And so paying five, $10 for a click uh, for someone to go to your site to look for plumber's tape to realize that that's not what you do it is a waste of money. So we, we focus more on someone needing like hiring a plumber you know, uh, plumbing service, plumbing company, because those are people who are actively looking for someone to, to to help them.
0: Okay, okay. So, which what are some of the common mistakes business owners make when they're running these Google ads?
1: So they they typically again they they have a low budget. They have really broad keywords. Um, And so it comes down to structuring. So I'll give uh, another example where um, so with a a contractor, a contractor may do uh, contracting home remodeling, let's say, and then he does kitchen remodeling and bathroom remodeling. So what a lot of times uh, businesses will do, they'll take all of those keywords, throw it into one ad group and then send everyone to the homepage. But the problem with that is someone who's looking for, you know, a kitchen uh, kitchen renovation is looking for something completely different than someone who's looking for a bathroom renovation. And they, they both have different needs. So in the bathroom renovation, I want to see before and after about, you know, what bathrooms look like before you took them, you know, before the renovation and after same thing with the kitchen, but the, the people have specific questions to each, you know, each, they may separately have different, you know, uh, times to get completed. A bathroom might take three weeks. A kitchen might take six weeks. Um, you know, the cost is different. The materials different. Um, whatever, whatever the case is, but each person has a specific, uh, set of information that they're looking for. And so having a page that is, is, Specific to that person, whether it's bathroom renovation or kitchen renovations. Now, when you create your ad group, you're creating an ad group that specifically talks about kitchen. There's only keywords in that ad group that talk about kitchen renovations, and you're sending them to a landing page that shows them exactly what they want to know. You know, if you're bonded and insured, before and after photos, uh, maybe um, some testimonials of people's kitchens that you've redone. And then that's going to give that person enough information to then take the next step. If you dump them on your homepage, it may kind of mention kitchen renovations, but not really give enough information for a person to feel comfortable with taking the next step. And people are lazy. It's easier for them to hit the back button and click the next ad than it is to explore your site. So it's really important to, to make sure that your keywords and your ads and your landing pages all go together and all are you know, kind of grouped well because even with Google, it's going to give you a better quality score. And a quality score is determined based on the keywords in your ad group in relation to the keywords in your ad in relation to the landing page. So if you sent them to the home page, there's not enough mention about kitchen renovations to give you a good score. And so Google is going to charge you more because the relevancy is less. So higher relevancy means cheaper cost for you, it means better experience for the user and you know hopefully a higher conversion rate for you to to get a to get that lead.
0: And that's what we're we're actually if we're going to spend on ads and things like that, we want to get the best return on our investment. And so what you're talking about is targeting our audience more efficiently through our Google ads, you know. Um, So what metrics are most important when running these ads?
1: Tim, the, the, from my perspective, there's really only uh, one metric that I really care about, and that's the cost per lead if it's a lead generation business. And if it's a e-commerce business, then it's kind of ROAS, which is return on advertising spend. Uh, I don't really pay attention too much to what the click-through rate is, to the impressions, uh, to what the cost per click is. At the end of the day, we just want to know how many leads did we get? What was the cost for the lead? And was that cost for the lead high or was it in line or was it low? And typically when you start a campaign from scratch, you're really trying to find out what keywords convert for you. Right. Because I give an example years ago, and this is way back when I worked with a, a company that had four different websites and each website was the same exact products, same exact prices. The only thing that was different were colors. And some colors converted really well, and on some terms, and other sites didn't do as well in those keywords, and vice versa. And so, it was really intriguing to see that it didn't matter what the price point was or what the product was; that just some layouts and some designs, uh, you know, affect the conversion rate. And so, when you come up with the keywords that you want to go after, like kitchen remodeling contractor or company, you might realize that, you know, for me company contracting company kitchen or kitchen remodeling company converts better for me than contractor or company, then it's, then it's like, okay, now I know that this is the keyword for me and the other keyword isn't. So now I can stop spending money on that keyword, whether the cost per acquisition or the cost per lead is too high, or I'm not getting any conversions at all. Then I can pause that. And now all that extra money is now being funneled into keywords that are producing leads. And so now, uh, you know, my cost per lead will now drop because um, I've kind of stopped the bleeding on keywords that uh, are not converting at a good cost. And, uh, and that's kind of the problem a lot of business owners run into is they they're, they cut off keywords either too soon before, um, you know, they've given a chance to convert or they're just spending and not managing the account. So if your budget's a thousand dollars a day, you may say, oh, I got two conversions. That's good. But how much of that money was spent on keywords that really should have been stopped or paused a long time ago? And All a right. lot of that goes to not really having anyone managing or maintaining the account.
0: So you, you talk about Google, you know, and there being a, an amount that's too small for Google to even, uh, you know, pay attention to it or whatever. What is an average cost? or Google AdWords when you're first starting out?
1: That's tricky because every industry is different. So if you run a, uh, a power washing company, so I had a client who did power washing, he power washed roofs in Florida. His cost per click was maybe $15. If I work with an attorney in New York City, his cost per click is $200 plus. And the reason that is, is because the competition is fierce and, you know, in more in in uh, the law firm space. And there stands to be more money made, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions. And so there's a lot of competition which drives up the cost per click, where in power washing, not so much. And it's more in line with the cost that his average client was three hundred dollars. Uh, where the law firm's average you know, retainer is $10,000. So it's, it goes all in relation to um, you know, what the industry you're in.
0: Okay, so, so when we're going into this, we need to uh, go in with a plan of attack. How many leads are we ex- anticipating that we want to get? What's our goal for the number of leads that we want to get? and what the average cost would be to know what our budget's gonna be for the month or whatever. Right,
1: and, right, and, and this is where a lot of people get caught up is people think, oh, you know, my service is only $125. And so I don't really wanna spend more than $25 or $15 to make that $125 or the potential to make that $125. But if it's a recurring service, and people tend to stay 10 months or a year, two years. Now your average cost goes up. Now you can, ten, you can spend more to try to get that lead because instead of it being actually $125, it might be $1,000. So you might be willing to spend, if I said to you, uh, you know, how much are you willing to spend to get a good lead that could potentially be a client that could potentially drive in $1,000 a year for you? You might say, oh, I'd be willing to pay at least $200. That's a big difference from $15 because of the $125. So you have to kind of really get an overall picture and not just focus on what you make in the moment, but what the potential for the lifetime value of the client is.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. You know. So why do business owners fail at running Google ads? I would imagine them not giving it enough time too.
1: Not enough budget, not enough time, and you know, um, no one really managing the account. like a lot of times, even if you bid on something very specific, like uh, you know, um, accident attorney, let's say, um, that could generate in and it itself hundreds of keywords a month uh, that may or may not be relevant. And so you have to go into the search because if you go into Google Ads and you just put in you know, accident attorney an exact phrase or, you know, phrase match, what happens is people are still searching, you know, can I hire an accident attorney? Uh, That's going to be a search. You can actually see what the person actually searched in the Google ads account. And then you can say, oh, like, okay, this is, this is really, this applies to me. But if someone Googled, how much does an accident attorney get paid? No, that's not so much. So I need to exclude that because I've spent $15 to get that click. So, a lot of times it's not managing the account, not setting it up correctly, and not giving it enough time because everyone everyone wants to test with the, the you know the smallest amount possible. And I can give a good example. I worked with the, a company out in um, Chicago and they did bathroom renovations. And the gentleman came to me and he said, We've spent five thousand dollars over the last six months. If we can't get any leads, the leads that we do get are not really good. So I said, well, let's take that budget, put it into a, one month and let's say, and I asked him, how much do you typically make for a bathroom renovation? He's like, the, this, the average is about $10,000. Great. So if we, I take $5,000 and I can bring in at least one sale in 30 days, you've doubled your money, right? So we took that money. We, I set up the campaign. I set it up properly. I managed it every day. And at the end of the 30 days, he had seven leads and we didn't even spend the $5,000. And out of those seven leads, three of them were clients. So it's, it's all about setting it up, having enough budget and, and, and having you know manage expectations that it's going to take money. Unfortunately, in Google ads, it's going to take money in order to make money. And it's going to take money to uncover what works for you and what doesn't. It doesn't matter you know, how well you think your customers search without having any hard data that says that this, you know, this keyword translates to this amount of revenue. You're just, you're just guessing.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, in all honesty, when we're talking about marketing spend, we're talking about, you know, there, there are no set rules that we can count on. Okay. A lot of it is testing.
1: It's all testing, even even with SEO. And and, and that's why SEO uh, and PPC kind of go hand in hand, because back in the day, you know, clients would say, I want to rank number one for this keyword. And you'd work hard backlinks, content, you do all these things. The client would rank number one. And then the client would say, I'm not getting any business. And it's because it was a vanity term that they wanted to go after that they thought would translate into business. But once they got to where they were, it didn't translate into business. When you do, when you run Google ads, you can actually see the keywords that are producing leads for you. And you can take those keywords and now create an SEO strategy around it. Now, if you're, if you're trying to rank for accident attorney, now you have some data that says, okay, accident attorney brings me business. I'm going to write an article about you know how to choose the right accident attorney because you know I know accident attorney is my term or create you know a service page that says accident attorney in my city uh, because I know accident attorney works for me uh, better than you know accident lawyer let's say um, but w- with the Google Ads you get the data and and one other thing with Google Ads it's really great is you can get really granular like over the years as Google has expanded the platform I, once I get a good amount of data I can. Narrow down people to the zip code. If you're doing all of, uh, I'm originally from New York. If you're from the five, you know, if I'm advertising in the five boroughs, and I see the Bronx is bringing me the most business, and Lower Manhattan's costing me a fortune, I can exclude all those zip codes out. And now I'm not even spending money in those wasted areas. I'm spending in the areas that actually are translating into business.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, what type of um, apps or platforms can we use to kind of start start feeling out what are those keywords?
1: The, the best thing to do and the easiest way to do it is just to go to Google and start typing keywords that you think um, people would search for to find what you offer. And the great thing about Google is, is once you start typing, Google starts giving you a little drop down with all of these suggestions. And those suggestions are based on data that Google's collected right Google's the number one search engine because Google delivers results and so what they do is they try to guess what you're going to say before you say it based on the aggregated data they have of people performing those searches so if you see it in the drop down and you and you choose it and you see your competitors ads there or they show up on the natural listings then it's a good chance that those keywords are going to be right for you. And, and that's really like the easiest and cheapest way to do it outside of going inside Google ads and using the tool.
0: Okay. So let's take um, my business, which is uh, marketatomy.academy, And let's say I was to put in, say, e-learning. Okay. E-learning is a fairly wide topic, you know, right. keyword search. So we're going to have a whole bunch of you know, uh, people competing with those kind of words, all right? And let's say I put in small business e-learning. That narrows it down, right?
1: Right. So the more keywords you add, right, the easier SEO-wise it's going to be to rank for. uh, But the more specific you get, and the the, the more specific you get, as far as uh, Google Ads is concerned, you're going to pay more because it's targeted. But then you're also hitting the right audience. So if you do small business marketing, e-learning, or e-learning for small businesses, uh, the more specific you get, the more likely you are to hit your audience uh, versus e-learning, like you said, is really broad. You would spend a fortune trying to compete on that keyword unless you were like a big platform uh, where you could handle just about any kind of search anybody was looking for. Right. And
0: let's say they're not necessarily sure whether or, or they e-learning doesn't even cross their mind, but they still need help. So they could search for small business, um, I don't know, uh, consulting or small business mentoring or something to that effect. And could that still bring up, say, marketatomy.academy.
1: It could. And what the best thing to do in that case is you would create different ad groups. You would create one for e-learning, one for coaching, one for online learning. Uh, and then you would have all these ad groups and each ad group would have its own ad that would have those keywords in the ad. And then maybe in an ideal world, you would have a landing page kind of optimized for each of those key phrases. And you could say, you know, if you're looking for, you know, coaching, I offer coaching. Here's my coaching. This is what it looks like. This is what you get. And if it's online learning or it's uh, e-learning, then the e-learning, you know, page is going to have different content because you're going to talk about maybe modules and how long the course is and how much it is. So you wouldn't send them all to one page. You would send them to specific pages based on the keywords that you're targeting, and then you would monitor those and see which one's converted at the the best cost and and where you made you know the most uh, revenue if you're tracking revenue.
0: Okay. So can do you have any last minute tips that you can give our audience or talk about some lessons learned within this industry?
1: Yeah, so so you know um I I I I like it that small business owners attempt to understand Google Ads and I always think that you should have a basic understanding of the platform how keywords work what the difference between the match types are uh, have a basic understanding so that if you do hire someone and you should, because as a business owner, I, I can't tell you how many times I've taken over business accounts from business owners. And they're like, I just don't have the time. And so since I don't have the time, it's not getting managed. And so I'm wasting money. Uh, so when you hire a professional, uh, yeah, you're paying them, but you're also spending less money. But understanding the platform will allow you to actually go in there and look to see what they're doing. You're like, is my account being managed? What are they doing? Ask questions like, like understand what's being done and you should be understanding the strategy. You both should be on the same page. Usually with my clients I talk about, well, this is my plan for this month. This is what we're going to try to do. And then when we get the results at the end of the month, we get a report and we say, okay, this is what we did. This is the result. This is what I think we should do. Uh, you know, what do you think about the quality of leads or what do you think about the strategy and, and it's, it's collaboration. It's like having, you know another member of your team where if you're a business owner you want to have a member of your team and so i would say you know um as a business owner there's probably more effective things that you can do with your time for your business than than managing you know a, a platform like a google ads
0: um one last question um th- there's a lot of confusion out there you know in the m- micro and small business market as far as Digital marketing and Google ads versus social media ads. Can you talk a little bit about the difference and why you would use one versus the other?
1: Yeah, so so social media ads would be something like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of those uh, have their own platform that you can advertise on. What's that? Uh, I forgot the Snapchat. Those are different than Google ads, Google ads. um, There's two sides to Google ads. There's the keyword driven stuff where you show up in people in searches that people are performing actively searching. Then you can do things like discovery where Google has discovery campaigns where you show up in people's Google feeds. Um, You can show up on YouTube channels and on other websites uh, where social media ads, you're targeting people uh, basically on their interests and and showing them ads but they're not actively seeking so it depends on your business model sometimes facebook ads work really well for something like in my experience like showing a facebook ad about bathroom renovations is not really a good way to generate leads for someone versus google ads where someone's actively looking for a contract to do the work because they're ready to get the work done they're looking for for uh quotes Um, but sometimes when you're running e-commerce, if you have an impulse buy item, that's really cute, or it's the holiday time showing ads to people is probably the easiest way to do it where Google ads, it would be really hard. So if you're trying to, if you sold something that was like, um, I had one guy one time that wanted to advertise, uh, uh, gift ideas for mom, that's the worst thing you can do because if somebody's Googling gift ideas, they don't really know what they want. So that's a broad term. It's a research term. You're never going to make money on it, but you could make money on it on Facebook or Instagram because people right. scroll and then, they, oh, that's $10. Oh, I could totally buy that. And, and it works better that way.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, we're coming up on the end of this podcast. And can you tell our audience how they can get a hold of you should they want to get more information?
1: Sure. They can just visit my website. Uh, they can visit a uh, four point digital. That's in number four points is the word points digital.com.
0: Okay. Okay. And you're on LinkedIn as well.
1: Yeah. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. This, uh, this search Joe Balistrino and I'll pop right up.
0: Okay. So that concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a uh, review on any of the streaming platforms you're listening to us on, or go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is a product of Market Academy, the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our many courses, go to marketademy.academy. So that's all folks. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Charged Up Studio, where small businesses get charged up for success. Thank you once again, Joe.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.